I say thank you for the music Quieter. for giving it to me. Makes it more moving. So this is episode 14, Glenn. Episode 1-4. Yeah, which basically, if we were talking like weeks, uh-huh. if each podcast was a day, we'd now be into our first fortnight. Wow. Which is impressive. That's impressive. That's a lot of... Um... That's a lot of episodes, that's, isn't it? Yeah, that's a heck of a lot. Um, yeah, particularly things weeks. like the first few that we did, we did, we spread out about um, five in the space of a year, whereas now we do it every month. So yeah, well, well done us. Um, you've had a song in your head this evening, haven't you? Is it All the evening. one I was just saying? It's yeah. she drives me crazy. Fine young cannibals. Ooh, ooh. Is there any reason? A bit of David Bowie you threw in then, which was nice. That small child. I don't know if I can't remember the words. I just I made can't it. help myself. Is anyway. it fine young cannibals? Yeah. My dad owns uh, a Fine Young Cannibals Greatest Hits album, which I imagine is just that song 12 times. Yeah. Because I can't remember anything else to Fine Young Cannibals. It's a very 80s song, isn't it? It's very 80s. Yeah. But my dad liked it enough to buy an album. Brilliant. What can you say about that? Uh, on tonight's podcast, we have uh, interviews with Ed Gamble and David Trent, uh-huh. uh, which is good. Uh, we're pleased with that um, we because obviously cause I don't know what I'm talking about we had a good talking. time we had a good time interviewing these people we certainly did uh, now first up we're going to start with um, Ed Gamble who this was his first appearance at Mostly Comedy tonight he's one half of Peacock and Gamble and also they do their podcast which uh, we, he'll tell you about in a moment Yeah. so here we have Ed Gamble so here we are with um, Ed Gamble hello. hello hello thanks for joining us yes. no problem um, can I just start by apologising for the picture we used on our poster? It made me laugh <laughs> so much. Did you do it? Did you do it deliberately? No. Uh, do you know what it was? Um, <clears throat> I googled your face. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a variety of images, and yeah. that just for me, it suited what we were doing because it had the mic. Right. Um, okay. And I hadn't David's seen you. David's photo is a live photo. So uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. So. To, make, to make sense of it, yeah. David Trent's photo on the poster for tonight's show was a live photo with him with a microphone. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of match that. And the only one I could find was the, that one. Yeah. Uh, it was, was only pre-me losing six stone in weight. And it's only now when I see Ed, I'm so aware of how different you look. Yeah. Well. yeah. <laughs> and also that, you picked a particular photo where I was obviously having a very bad day. Like I, yeah. I didn't look like that 100% of the time then. Like I've got wild hair. I'm obviously Same. really tired. Yeah. I, what I thought was that yeah. you somehow David Trent had had a hand in it because that, that would be the sort of thing that he'd do. He'd yeah. say, use this picture of Ed. It'll yeah. be funny. No, just it was like, just like to lower your status before yeah. you get here, really. Just well, it's fine because I talk about it in the show, obviously, okay. that I've changed quite a lot in the last two years. Mm. That's kind of what the show's about. Oh, um, so it's perfect. If someone's picked up a flyer and said, oh, I'll go and see this guy, they're yeah. going to get a shot when I walk on and yeah. I get to, I'm straight in. It's straight brilliant. into the show, no yeah, faffing. And presumably, if it doesn't work out for you, you can just say that it was a different guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. Really, yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. Replace him, I'm doing a character act based on him. Yeah. Did you go to university in Durham? I did. And was that where you met Nish? Yes, it was. Me and Nish were in a uh, sketch group together right. uh, at university. So that answers the question how you started to get into comedy then. Was that? Yeah, yeah. I started uh, as soon as I got to uni. Uh, in my first year, I started doing uh, sketch comedy with the Durham Review. Right. Uh, and the way that worked is they sort of took new people on every year. They auditioned for the gaps of the people who graduated. So the year after um, I started, we auditioned people and Nish Kumar, uh, another stand-up comedian, yeah. Uh, who's very good and frequents your club, I believe, yes. uh, and also is now my flatmate. Um, he uh, he auditioned to be part of the Durham Review, and right. I took pity on him. <laughs> like, as everyone has since. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So did you go to uni intending to do comedy, or was it uh, an accidental? Kind of. I think I had it in the back of my mind that I was, I was going to do it, because I actually... Um, 
I actually did an interview to go to Cambridge right. because I wanted to do Cambridge Footlights, right. forgetting that you need to be quite intelligent to get into Cambridge <laughs> and also have some kind of, well, a major interest in your subject. Yeah. And presumably quite well off as well. Yeah. Right, to, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's there's that aspect of yeah. it as well. But, you know, they it's mainly intelligence-based, I would say. <laughs> and I, I studied philosophy and I quite enjoyed it, but at no point did, had I done enough reading to be even considered to get into Cambridge. So I think I was reading some sort of dummy's guide to philosophy. I thought, <laughs> right. if you scrape through the interview, yeah. I can go and be in footlights, but it wasn't to be. Right. Which is, I think, lucky. I think it's worked out well. Philosophy. <coughs> lost. You've been holding that for so I've long. Been, you did so literally, well. wait. <laughs> if I just cough over here for a second. <coughs> also, I know the fact you're sitting um, on a very squeaky chair and you're and trying the, very yeah. hard not to move. Doing nothing, which is, nothing. And now you're putting stuff down. You're just <laughs> creating all kinds of noise. <laughs> having a little drink. <laughs> okay? Have a little drink. Yeah. A little drink. I'm having a little cry as well. It's all going on. I'll just make a little announcement and Gundoggit died during the recording <laughs> yeah. of this podcast. You're all right. You're okay. Do need to phone you on. Your tears coming out. Okay, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. So. What made you do comedy then? What was the thing? Had you? Is it something you'd always wanted to do when you grew up, or was it a? Yeah, I think it's something I always enjoyed watching yeah. since I was about, well, you know, since I was about twelve or thirteen, really. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I sort of connected that with it being something that you could do. Hmm. Yeah. Until yeah. I saw like sort of student sketch groups and and then getting to Durham and thinking oh, I might try and get into this group and going to see them and stuff. I never. To be honest, like even throughout university, I just considered it as a hobby, you know, a way to distract myself from my course and sort yeah. of threw myself into it. Yeah. And only really thought about it as a career option after I started getting paid gigs, really. Right. I think I, I, I don't think I ever thought about another career that I could do. I think I just blindly stumbled out of university and thought, well, I'll just get a job and keep doing comedy for a bit and see what happens. Yeah. Right. And here we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's quite a, a common thing, really, isn't it? Because obviously, so many comedians and yeah. sketch actors who've started out yeah. in, like you say, Cambridge Footlights and all of that, people like Python and the goodies and all that sort yeah. of thing. So it's, it's a usual thing. I, kind of, I find it fascinating, really, because we, I mean, we both went to drama school. So our sort of route from well, when we left school was to go down that kind of performing route. Yeah. So I always find it fascinating that the way yeah. of kind of going to university to study something that isn't anything to do with performing, yeah. but on the sideline doing the comedy. And or doing the you know the performing as a sort of side thing, but then making that your career. Yeah. I always find that fascinating. It seems that way around, I mean, it seemed to me like a, a bigger step to make in a sense because if you've had not very much experience being on stage, say yeah. for example, and then you start doing comedy, that's quite a big change. From, yeah, I think know. if if it's just a hobby uh, when you're when you're learning something else as well, yeah. and, you, and just a sideline and something you do to relax and something you enjoy, you yeah. don't. Mm. You'd never, you never get a chance to resent it because no, no, one's, no one's pushing you into doing it. Yeah. You're never thinking, I've got to get up in the morning, I've got to, yeah. I've got to do this, I'm not enjoying this. It's, it's, and that carries right. through, and it's, that's yeah. useful for comedy. Cause it's re- it's, it clearly works. The, that sort of path clearly works because yeah. you get, obviously, so many people that are doing really well at yeah. that. So. And a lot of people came from the sort of Durham area, didn't yeah. they? Because obviously there's Tank as well. And yeah, well, Wittank were, were in the same year as right. me and Nish uh, at uni. And they all auditioned for the Durham Review. Okay. We didn't let them in. I remember them, they told us this when we, we interviewed them for our podcast. I remember them saying this. They, yeah, yeah. Them were... I don't think they were bitter. No. I think they were all right. No, I think they're doing all right, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, quite yeah, well. yeah. doing quite yeah. well. Um, and you're one half of a double act. Uh, yes. Peacock and Gamble. Yes. Did that come through uni as well, or was it? Kind of, in a weird way, because he's, um, Ray Peacock is a lot uh, is a lot older than me. I'd say a lot older. <laughs> Just to offend um, you. He's a bit years. hairier, isn't he? Yeah, a little bit hairier, yeah. a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him while I was doing stuff at uni. He came and compared a charity gig that we were running, uh, and I met him through through that, and then he asked me to be on his podcast, and we started doing stuff there, and that develops into a live 
double act and then back into a podcast and now uh-huh. now we're a radio show and it's sort of yeah right so it started with the podcast it started with the podcast yeah and then we did because we originally did a podcast with another guy called Roger James and then we did a live podcast and that just sort of sort of organically how long ago was that then with the podcast started Cause 2007 because in that was that when podcasts were a bit more unusual yeah. they weren't the mainstream thing to do very much they? like yeah. basically it was it was Gervais had done one mm. Uh, in this country, certainly, it was Gervais, and I'm pre- it's and then it's us, really. Nice. In the in the there's maybe a couple more, you know. Yeah. I can't swear to that, but it was definitely us before Richard Herring. No matter, <laughs> no matter what he said. So we can't really call Richard Herring the podcast king then in this uh, situation because he's well, he's done very well. He's done very well now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We won the, we won the race. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wow. Does uh, what you do as a double act does it differ a lot to what you do on your own as a solo? Stand up poor. Uh, I think what I do differs less than what Ray does. So I'm kind of the straight man in in the pod in the in the podcast and the uh, mainly the double acts because the podcast is ourselves. Then the double act is very much personas like I'm a straight man. And he's right. he's an idiot because that is more interesting having the man yeah. who's you know 12 years older than the other one being yeah. being the child who I have to control. Yes, right. Yeah. We but we're both idiots, obviously in the in the strongest tradition of all sort of old school double acts. We're mm. both idiots, but I'm less of an idiot than he is. Yeah. Right. So I think my persona as a stand up is probably quite similar to my persona in the in the double act, whereas he is quite. He's quite an alpha in his stand-up. Like he's very much in control of the situation. He's, right. you know, he's he's knowledgeable. He's quite acerbic. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the double act, he is a he is a man-child. Right. But in 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 his stand-up, is he can he can be silly and he's got silly stories. But he, mm-hmm. you feel like he's in control of what he's doing. Did it feel like a big leap to go to doing a solo show? Because it's your first. Hour, yeah, it's the first it? hour, but I've been. Stand-up's how I've earned my money throughout all yeah. of this. Right, okay. So we've been doing the double act and doing podcasts and touring as the double act, but in between, we're both doing stand-up all of the time. Yeah. So I've been doing stand-up for seven years. So right. this is your first time putting everything, yeah. well, not everything, but things you've been doing for that last seven years together yeah. into one show? Yeah, I mean, it's probably it's it's probably stuff, the oldest stuff's probably only three years old. Okay. Right, Because okay. there's, you know, it's that, that first three or four years where... I was just writing stuff and it was good at the time and it felt good. And I was like, well, this, mm. I'm probably doing the best stuff I'll ever do. Yeah. And that stuff is smouldering in a dustbin somewhere. <laughs> um, so I've, and quite a lot of the show, I'd say maybe 35, 40% of the show is written in the last six or seven months. Right. Because okay. that feels like the right thing to do. Is it I go dead behind the eyes when I'm doing old stuff. I was going to say, because yeah. it still excites you. Yeah, it keeps it fresh. Yeah. 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 And I've got moments in the show where I, I know I can play around with them a little bit and, and have a little bit of fun and improvise every night. Do you give each other a lot of feedback as separate entities? Or? We haven't we haven't seen each other's shows as they are now, okay, right? But um, but we would I think if we're yeah. we're actually not previewing together for some reason. But, right. Um, I've seen a lot of his stuff because he he's been putting that together for years and it's like he headlines clubs and does like an hour and something and pretty much does the show and I know all that's brilliant. And he's right. seen a lot of the stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just not seen the shape the shape that it's in now. Yeah. Although neither have I. I don't think. <laughs> It'd probably be quite nice that you both get to see it at a time when it's ready yeah. as well. So you get Although to see we're on the show. same time in Edinburgh. Oh, really? Yeah, we clash oh, in Edinburgh, shame. which is a shame because it also splits our audience. Yeah. yeah. Popularity contest. Yeah, we're yeah which one of us yeah, <laughs> which one is more popular. Whereabouts yeah. are you on? Um, I'm on at the Pleasance Courtyard uh-huh. at 9.45 and Ray's on uh, at the uh, Underbelly Pasture at 9.25. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Well, there is a slight. So there's a slight time. Well, you can watch twen- 20, 20 minutes, minutes yeah, yeah, when they all leave on mass. And, he front loads it anyway. The first 20 minutes is excellent. And then, <laughs> right. and then I take a you good while on. to warm up. Yeah, that's quite, yeah that's <laughs> So it works out, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you. What do you enjoy most out of the two? Do you prefer working as the two or as on your own? Is it always just They're very so different? insanely different? That, yeah. Like I, I like having the autonomy of, of the solo stuff and being able to say exactly what I want without um without him running around causing trouble because <laughs> he has he he has a bit of a tendency to improvise and go off go off on one and mm. I'll be trying to rein him in, mm. which is great. That's perfect within the personas, but I kind of yeah. like knowing exactly what I'm doing yeah. but also it's difficult if you have bad gigs and I'm sure I'm going to find this in Edinburgh mm. if we had bad gigs as the double act we'd just piss about with each other and mm. you could always look over and see the other person going through exactly the same thing I'm sure yeah. you guys have that yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. Um, whereas if you're by yourself yeah. unless you've got someone in the audience to look to it, it's it's pretty lonely yeah mm. yeah I we always say to the acts that come here that are on their own I don't know how you do it because yeah, yeah we're so used to working together really yeah even just sort of, I don't know obviously you know a lot of other acts but when you arrive to a venue on your own and it's just, it's yeah. just nice to be a combined entity that yeah yeah experiencing the same thing yeah and you can go away and bad, it, yeah, yeah. If good or bad you can talk about it afterwards and yeah. kind of break it down analyze it whatever but it's yeah. or yeah, just it's both fun. both basically say yeah they were an awkward audience yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah you've done quite a lot of uh, supporting of other acts you supported Russell Kane didn't you and supported Russell Kane on a few the main the main support I did was for Greg Davis which I did two national tours for Greg nice. what's what's it like playing to someone else's audience is it an well, in easy the case gig of, or a... in the case of Greg's audience easy yeah because he has the I think the nicest audience of any touring comic that I've seen like, right they're, they're comedy savvy uh, a lot of them are quite young because of the in-betweeners yeah of course but yeah. then he's, he's got a massively varied audience because then he's done panel shows and now man down and things like that mm. so he's got a huge varied audience but they're they're really comedy savvy right and they he's such a friendly sort of like person and I think people take to him so much so much that he comes on the microphone uh, before the show and says this is m- my friend who I booked mm. to right. come and support me so you know support him or whatever that's great, isn't it? Yeah. well actually what he says is uh, is I paid him already I couldn't give a shit whether you laugh or not <laughs> so <laughs> helpful, but yeah. yeah but so they see like there's you know it's a bit of fun and uh, yeah. we're mates and stuff and I, on the, I, ne- I don't think I've ever had a, never had a terrible gig supporting him mm. on the whole they're that's absolutely cool. amazing so so where, how did it come about then is it just because you know him just because you're just mates, from or? the circuit yeah just met him met him on the circuit and then we we, do, we share a manager as well oh right um, but uh, we'd gig together and he'd I went to my manager and asked if Greg was having support on his tour because I'd really like to do it. And my manager came back to me and said that Greg had already asked about me doing support on his tour. Excellent. Nice. So it worked That's out great. quite nicely. I think I've supported him probably 90 times. Wow. More than that, yeah. And do you find it uh, very different playing very big rooms, obviously, like number one theatres, and yeah. to play in a club gig? Is it is it easier? Is it harder? What, it's, it's not. It's, just com- it's a completely different skill. It feels yeah. it feels completely different. Like You yeah. can take your time in a theatre, in a big mm. theatre, yeah. and just let it let everything roll a little bit more. Yeah. And I was doing banter in theatres and stuff as well and they, they love that. If you can if you break the fourth wall in a theatre, that's kind of feels a bit weird to them. And yeah. it sets them on edge for a minute, but then you can really use that to your advantage. Yeah. And it, you can just take your time with it. Whereas I think yeah. playing small rooms, it's a completely different thing. Playing small weird rooms. But when you crack that, mm. that's as good a feeling as cracking a big theatre gig. Yeah, yeah, and it I makes think, yeah. playing a big theatre easier, I think, doesn't it? Because it's yeah. a harder job, I think, to play a small room because you've got to be more connected. Yeah, with yeah. What's going on? And I think, and I think, and you can see the whites of people's eyes in a small room. Yeah. So you have that real. If it's going well, it's great because you can see that 
they're enjoying yeah. it. If it's not going well, you can see that really clearly. Yeah. yeah. In a in a bigger space, I know even just we're doing like show plays and things in bigger theatres. You don't um you can't see the audience really most no. of the time. So you can sort of sit back on it a little bit and relax a little bit more in a strange way. You can kind of play it as a numbers game in a yeah. big theatre. Like if you're if there's say um so the biggest the biggest one I did for Greg was uh, the Apollo. So that's three and a half thousand people. So obviously oh, I was wow. absolutely crapping myself before we went on. <laughs> but you can't see anyone. Yeah. No. But if you get half those people laughing, you're having an absolutely brilliant gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, that's you just so as long as you just you just do it do it as you do it and just mm. you know enjoy it. And uh, but the weird rooms when you can actually see. Like yeah. I did a preview last night uh, in uh, Blackheath, and they were lovely. Mm. They were really nice, but you can see everyone. Mm. Yeah. So I can hear that maybe ninety percent of the audience are really enjoying it, but I can see that ten percent who aren't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I can see a man falling asleep. Yeah. And I can see a, a, a lady really laughing and her husband looking like he wants to kill me. Mm. Yeah. You know, you can see all of that, which I think is something I'm still learning and I think I'm going to have to learn for Edinburgh, especially being yeah. on stage for that long a time. Yeah. You really have to learn to block that out and blur yeah. those faces out and sort of do it to the back almost, but still look like you're connected to them. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is a talent, I think. I, yeah, definitely something that... But I think that applies to anything because I, I've always found when I play bigger theatres and I've not really done stand-up in bigger theatres but I've done lots of shows and stuff you always focus on the one person yeah. sat at the front who's yeah. arms folded If you can see miserable. them and they're not enjoying yeah, exactly. it then yeah. you end up focusing yeah. yeah. But even in like a small uh, venue you get the sort of pity laugh as well because if an audience feels uncomfortable because they're a small venue yeah. you can get a bit sort of yeah. it's a strange one isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes you don't really get a very fair representation of how your show's going as a yeah. show if you're playing in a small room No. I'd say. No. I think that's how you set it up at the top as well. You just, yeah. I think if you're relaxed, then yeah. you don't. The worst thing is, and I've I've been guilty of this in the past, but I really try not do it now. Is getting angry with the audience that's there because <laughs> yeah. of the people that aren't there. Yeah, yeah. People aren't. yeah, exactly. Like yeah, exactly. They've done exactly the right thing. Yeah. yeah, they're just in the minority, so you should be extra grateful to yeah. them. And you, yeah. it, is, it is a skill of going on and imagining there's still a massive audience, even if there's a small yeah. audience. Because you, some of our so. best gigs have been four people in the room or something. Yeah, yeah. They, and they come out and they go, "That was really great," because they don't care. Most of the time, that they're only four in the Yeah. Room. Also, they've all paid to be there, and yeah. for them, it's like a treat. Because yeah. you yeah. sometimes forget when you're in a show that's a long running show that mm. people have spent their sort of hard earned money to yeah. come out and have a good time. And an yeah. hour of you their know. time. Like, yeah. that is a lot in a day, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Like, an hour to mm. sit in a dark room and watch someone, that's a compliment that someone's there. So, yeah. Yeah. you sort of you owe them to put on a, yeah. you know, a exactly. half decent performance, whether you're in a bad mood or not. Yeah. yeah. But presume- I'm not saying I've not done that in the past. <laughs> I've been guilty of that so many times. It's just something to hold in mind, I think. Yeah, but, and I think everyone's done that. I think yeah. We, yeah, yeah. we've definitely done that. But it must have been really good for you for experience to play those, to just to get your match fit, really, to play big theatres and keep yeah, playing it's amazing. Stuff and confidence. And that is just a, that's a treat for me as well. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people thought it would be, uh, they were saying that they, were like, they would worry about that sort of gig, that it'd be mm. quite high pressure because there's a lot of people, mm. they're not expecting you because then people never expect to support. Yeah. Mm. But I saw it as the opposite, that it's it's completely low pressure. Mm. So if you do anything well, or if yeah. they enjoy you at all, yeah. then you've, you've already got one up on them, because yeah. they, they weren't expecting anything. They're, they're sat there yeah, waiting can, for Greg to come on. You can only surprise them in a good way. You can't exactly, really, yeah. yeah. For the yeah. same token, if you have like an act that you really you want to see, sometimes it's a bit of a pressure to enjoy them as well. So with yeah. some of the bigger acts we've had here... Mm. Um, a lot of the ones go, oh, I didn't really enjoy it as much as I wanted to, partly because they sort of built up in their mind what yeah. they were going to see. Whereas yeah, and like it's a welcome surprise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They've, they, people like coming out of somewhere and going, oh, I've never seen him before. And yeah. yeah I, I found something new. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, what's up for you next? After, obviously, Edinburgh. Um, 
Edinburgh uh, is the only thing playing on my mind right now. Um, and then straight after Edinburgh, I, I don't, I don't actually know. I mean, it's, it'll just be yeah. gigging. Yeah, yeah. Just be trying to basically dumping all that stuff and then Get trying to write for are, next are year. You, um, did I hear from someone you're doing a series in America? Yeah, so that's all. That's all film that's going out in oh, America at the already. moment. Um, wow. What's that then? Is it? It's called Almost Royal. So uh, me and Amy Hoggart, I don't know if you know, Amy, Amy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, who did a character called Patty Brewster on the circuit. One half of was it uh, Christmas, Christmas for two? two. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with Sarah Campbell. Yeah, um, we uh, went around the states for about. We did it in two blocks, but it was collectively for about two and a half months. Um, pretending to be 50th and 51st in line to the throne <laughs> and we filmed it like a documentary and went and met loads of different people in so we did seven episodes seven different cities uh -huh. um, and did loads of different activities and met loads of different people like we were doing a royal tour and they thought we were minor royals and it's sort of a right. Borat style thing but yeah, yeah. friendlier friendlier right. version sure. yeah and is that airing at the moment? that's airing in the States at the moment on right. BBC America uh, so I think they're four episodes in so there's three left they've really got this obsession with royal Things, yeah, you know, like that, a, that Harry. The, the, the I, yeah. I want to marry Harry. Any of that which I, I have, I've seen a very small clip of, mm. because when we were doing press stuff for our show, they wanted us to talk about it and sort of looked at our characters to look down on it. Oh, okay. right, right. Um, but that, so that's more of a sort of schlocky dating show, yeah, type yeah. thing, um, which has actually been, it's actually been cancelled halfway through. Yeah, the I heard that. Yeah, well, they're showing it in the UK though, but they're it? showing the whole thing. Yeah. Here. So yeah. they're not cancelling it halfway. Oh, so no, it's carrying on for They us. carried on, yes. They, they shot it all, and then they've only showed some but of it. If only the girls had read the title. It's got Harry <laughs> it's in it. I mean, it's like when you watch yeah. it, and actually I've read a lot of the stuff about how they made it, and you, yeah. you can, you actually can start to believe how they would believe it was him. Because he was they very shot far it. away a lot of yeah. the time, right? Yeah, very far away, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Through yeah. And it all got really bad eyesight. It's all short-sighted women they got, yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's obviously very different to that, but yeah, what yeah. was quite nice is it felt zeitgeisty. The show felt like it was, right, yeah. like a lot of people write articles where they lubbed it all in together, but that's quite useful for us because yeah. otherwise we might not have got an article. Yeah, um, so it felt like it came at the right time, mm. but I think people have people have taken it the right way in America. Right. But it's, it's since been bought by E4, so it'll be on over here in the autumn. Right, brilliant. So oh, that's we'll cool. see, how, see how people enjoy it over here. The English people love watching the Americans believing stuff don't they yeah I mean some <laughs> really, of the always still thing. believe it I get really? tweets and I see tweets of people going I just found out they're not real I can't believe it even though all the press for the show was like these right. are improv actors going oh around yeah but, but what happens do, that, do those Americans that have sort of fallen for it are they then asked afterwards whether they're happy for themselves to be used on TV well kind they of sign, believing this thing or you know when they kind they of they sign releases anyway oh okay so whatever. So we could use it whatever, oh, okay. but the way they did it was we went in, shot the scenes or whatever, we mm. got bundled into a van, Yeah. Uh, someone from the production team goes back in to actually get, they changed the way they did it halfway through, but they got the release then and said, obviously, um, that was, obviously <laughs> you probably tweeted, I'm sure, that, mm. that they weren't real, they were just joking, it was yeah. you know, all good fun and stuff. Yeah. So the way they did it was appealing to the, uh, the person's sort of believed intelligence, so uh, okay. at that yeah, point right. if they went... No, I didn't realise. I go, hmm? yeah. So they, yeah. they, but they were very put on side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's a fascinating thing because I always watch them and think, how did they give permission for themselves to look stupid on TV? But I suppose it's the way they're told. The way it? and the way we did it, they very rarely look stupid. Oh, okay. It's well, us who yeah. look stupid. So ah, the, right. our characters are incredibly dim-witted mm. and 
proper like idiotic posh people with this whole posh weird backstory <laughs> that we tried to get in at every opportunity and mm. it's all about our characters and they're the sort of it's the minor players with the strange reactions from America rather than us going aren't Americans stupid we're going oh, aren't okay. our characters stupid it's oh, not even okay. our British people stupid it's yeah. aren't these particular characters that yeah. we created idiotic yeah so right. I think most people are happy with it because they didn't they didn't look like fools at yeah. all yeah well we probably should end there we should it's that so time thank, thanks for talking to Sid great thank yeah, you very much so that was Ed Gamble bloody was and all yeah and as I say it was his first uh, most comedy appearance it was nice to see him we've heard a lot about him so it was yes. nice to see him the first time yeah. I've got a new pad Glenn a new pad a new ideas pad is this I was going to say this is the pad that you write everything down in yeah so my this my my words my ideas pad is now full which yeah. either means that that's it now I don't need to have any more ideas done. So I bought a new one that's identical. But the yeah. downside is that I'm now going to have to carry both of them because you know because you I'm can't not... you know you don't just those ideas don't just disappear when no. the pad is finished. No, exactly. It's because this has like set lists and things for shows, so I'm going to yeah. need this in the future. But yeah, exactly. I've got a new pad. Not really very interesting. Just thought what I'd you need tell to do you. is move into the 21st century like I am. Yeah. And everything is on my iPhone, so I have notes. Everything is on my iPhone. Look at that. Look at those notes. Yeah. How many notes? I do that as well. To be fair, oh, and okay. actually, since I use Evernote a lot more and use my BlackBerry, I tend to use this pad a lot. Less. Look at all these, um, all these different go. makes of different things, these different services that we use. Evernote, Tech savvy. Blackberries. It leads quite nicely onto um, what David Trent's just about to talk about. It does. It's it? like a little prelude yeah. to what he's about to talk And that's a good word for me to use. It's uh, nice what is word. now just gone 2am. I was going to say 2am in the morning then. Not to be confused with 2am in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, next up we have David Trent, as Glenn just said. Uh, he played, as we say in the interview, the second ever Mosey comedy. Yeah. Um, and he's been an act we've had you know, through the years. He actually, we didn't mention it tonight, but his first ever Edinburgh run, mm -hmm. which was a one night only run, yes. was, was us, wasn't it? We ran mostly comedy uh, in the counting house in Edinburgh and we yep. had his first Edinburgh run. His second Edinburgh run, which is proper full length one, he was uh, nominated Foster's Comedy Award. He was. Uh, whereas, uh, what are we doing now? We are, um, we're running a, a mostly comedy night in the Hitchin. Which in its own way is very successful. It's very successful. We not won any awards for it, but you know. No. We award ourselves. Oh, well, I got Most Promising Student and you got Student of the Year. Student of the Year, so college. We, we won an award. And if. I am, uh, I was uh, Best North Hearts finalist in the Hearts Music Awards 98 and also Best Band in Hertfordshire. Not on my own. Just you, your one-man band. Yeah, I was that good that I was the best band in Hertfordshire. <laughs> one of those um, one-man things with the harmonica and the thing on your back. Yeah. and the... Well, no, it's more of a sort of personality disorder thing. Oh, I okay. just think I'm a lot of people. Uh, and one of them's black. Uh, so now we have David Trent. So enjoy. We're here now with David Trent. You certainly are. And we're just talking about your last preview. Yeah, it was good. It was it really was good. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was anyway, um, what we want to say to you, last month we had James Acaster here. And oh, we, bad luck. I know. No. What can you do, though? We'd agreed to it yeah. a good year ago. Yeah, yeah. No, um, it's what happens. And we were t uh, discussing his first ever mostly comedy appearance, which was also your one, yeah. which was the second ever gig we did, and mm -hmm. that was the Mad John Knight. Yeah, man. What did he say about it? Uh, he said about how at the time he did what he thought was the right thing to do, which yep. was completely lay into him. And then he'd often afterwards talk to you in the car and say, I shouldn't have done that, should I? And you said, no, you shouldn't have done that. That's mm. not true at all. Oh, what, is it not? <laughs> no, what happened was um, I thought it over and then I said to him, you shouldn't have done that. Right. Well, at the time I thought it was absolutely the right thing to do. Yeah. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. And then I got home and I thought, that guy just needs someone to care for him like, and someone to love him. And he shouldn't have even been in that situation should he no. and um no. and and in that situation it's hard. i'm gonna i'm sorry i'm snapping on my phone cover 
we'll, we'll do audio description. But um, David's well, snapping that, on his phone. He's broken his phone. Yeah, that for no, a it's week, just like it? when you're working proper radio, guys. Mm. Um, <laughs> a lot of the time, I own a proper radio. Um, they, they, they'll say to you, "Can you stop wiggling in your chair? Can you stop snapping your phone cover like that? Because it picks up." Yeah. I'm so gutted about the button on my phone. I dropped my phone this morning as I. Right. So, so the button's gone as well. The sole, so you've got the sole button just, on look, it as well. Right, okay. Feel the button. They're just testing the button out. Uh, push it. Yeah. I want to feel, I wanna feel the button. Yeah, but What's it supposed to feel like? Like a button. Like, it does feel like a button. It does, it does move in and out. I know from my experience with these these phones in the past. What is it? Uh, I can't tell you what it is. Oh. I don't. I, they're not paying me to advertise them. But I know that with these phones... Even if they were paying me, uh-huh. they might pay. They you wouldn't if you'd say who it was. I wouldn't accept it because I'm not that kind of guy. No. Um, but you know, they rhyme with bang bung, and um, anyway, look, this isn't very good for the listener. No. Anyway, yeah, we should we should continue. So yeah, so, yeah imagine. I didn't. Yeah, yeah I just thought I just thought he should be looked after by someone, and we weren't really the people to be looking after him. No, and no. we were also quite like in that in that period of time I didn't know what to do and I believe that you have video footage of me the only footage that's of online of me is that and the short or fast fringe and it's just me looking very confused and trying to do my best and doing a bit of banter but just not knowing what to do because mm. the most exciting thing on earth is is a, a man being challenged physically by another man <laughs> right and there's no way that you what you can do will ever compete with that man being challenged by another man. So I just sort of stood and watched. And that is still my technique to this day, if that is happening. Because yeah. you can't talk over someone getting chucked out. No. Or no. someone getting told off. It just It's not interesting. You're no. not as interesting as that. No. Yeah. Which is a fair point. So yeah. thanks for letting him in, guys. No, um, that's all right. We, he's coming We tonight, thought we'd keep, so. him, keep him going. It was a learning thing for all of us. We were all kind of stand... I mean, we, I had no idea. I was terrified. Basically. Yeah, you still are though. I still terrified fair. if people yeah. do that, even now. But, yeah. but wasn't it the second one? Yes, yeah, it was. Well, our second ever one. Second time we'd ever done any proper type type of sort of. Stand. It's the first time we used a projector. Actually, yeah, that night. it was. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, out of interest, how how early was that in your sort of stand up experience? Um, I've been going for about ten years. Really. <laughs> I reckon it was two or three years. What can you remember when it was? Two thousand and eight. I'm not winking at you. I've got something. In October, my eye. November, two thousand. Two thousand and eight. Two yeah. years then. Yeah. Okay. It'll be two years in. Because I seem to remember Leon saying to us that he'd seen Leon from Spandex Ballet had mm. seen you. Legend. Yes, that he is. Who never comes to mostly comedy anymore. No, we don't ever see him anymore. No. He, li- he lives in Bedfordshire now. Well, he's probably yeah. you know he's probably plaster of Paris himself too. This is true. Something. Yeah. The best story ever. Yeah, I love that, what I love that story. Legend. The whole eyebrow losing. Yes, yeah, thing, yeah. Spanish, we should explain, Spanish Ballet were making a video for one of their songs uh, which involved a prosthetic face that Chris had to wear, yes. but for some reason Leon was yeah, the one really who had to that. try it out, and then, <laughs> ba- I shouldn't laugh, basically <laughs> got Plaster of Paris covering his face entirely they apart from his to eyes. Put whatever it is you have to put on first to stop it from sticking to your face, they forgot to put butter or flour or something, forgot to put that on, so basically it all stuck to his face and every single hair on his face had to be plucked out. You had to go to A&E to have this thing removed from his face. (laughs) It's probably the best blog post I've ever read in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And at no point... It's when he... It's at the end of it when he thanks the doctors and like... Oh, he's just an amazing guy. Such yeah, an idiot. I mean, yeah. no one should have done that. No. And it's when no. they walk in and they take one look at him and they all piss themselves laughing <laughs> at what he's done. Yeah, he's a great guy. 
Yeah. What, that guy. What, oh, but he said that he saw a gig. He recognised you when you'd done one of the first couple of most comedies here. I remembered seeing you at a pub in Stevenage, maybe doing an open mic night or I something. I did a pub in Stevenage where I walked on, did two lines and walked off again. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was a shit night. Stevenage. That's yeah. It's not Stevenage. No, it's the organisers, right? It's, it's, right. I think, you know, I grew up around here. Stevenage. Yeah, I grew up in Stevenage, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, you're I, from I Stevenage, aren't you? Well, Wenning Garden City. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Which is where you're from as well. Yeah, Wenning Garden yeah. City. Yeah. Whereas, where are you from? Hitchin. Bad luck, mate. Yeah, well, no, exactly. Sorry. Do you know Glen Ray's? Glen Ray Jewellers? Yes. yes. Yeah. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> Used to work there. Did you? Saturday boy. Oh, really? Signed by Raymond Cohen, member of the um, Wenning Garden City Jewish community, so... Um, and mum used to work there and I'd go in on a Saturday and help out. There you go. Wow. So what made you, you make the change from Saturday jeweller to comedian, was it? A, um was it straight from one to the oh other? Oh no, I still I still do a lot of work in jewellery. Oh, okay. Yeah. And most of my spare time is spent right. just touching jewels. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So euphemistic or buffing them up. Right. I'm talking about wanking. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Talking about <laughs> talking about my testicles. <laughs> oh, God. Um what were we saying? What were we I can't saying? even remember. Oh, uh, wait, you did a gig in Welling- uh, Stevenage. You're, you're, well, basically, what you're doing is you're taking me through some of the worst moments yeah. of my yeah. career. We'd like right? to do this just before you do an hour-long show. Just before you do yeah. an hour, yeah. yeah. Of a, you know, a hastily thrown together thing, yeah. But we, we do it with both acts, to be fair. Because right. uh, also with Ed, we use a picture of him looking much unlike he yeah, does. And yeah, and great. He actually thought it was you that had suggested that picture. He, right. he said it's the sort of thing Trent would do. So we said, <laughs> so we said yes, that yeah, was the case. That's unfair. It's a great, it's a great picture. <laughs> I love it so much. Why did you choose that photo? Um, there was a reason. It had because you. We had a picture of you with a mic, and yeah. I wanted a picture of him with a mic. That was the only picture I could find. So of basically, him. you looked at the mic and nothing else. And nothing else. Yeah, the picture of him, I sort of yeah. You, but maybe you could have like rather than used a picture of me that you guys have taken. Yeah. Copyright free though. That's it. That's the thing. You got no issues. All of my. Oh, it's a copyright. It's a good photo as well, though. Yeah, you we, to use it. I think it's it's I a really a good photo. I pay a lot of money to yeah. my photographer. Do you? Whereas I just I just marry mine. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So well, it's, it, it's a good photo. It is yeah. a good photo, and I like the way it looks in the comment. It's a shame not more people. Do. <laughs> <laughs> they appreciated the photo. Just yeah. Not the, the I also like the fact they the slightly yeah. photoshopped around the piece of paper. Do you know? Yeah. Really gone yeah, through, no, they yeah. did not that well, but they. Well, done the it. thing is, it's white on white. You photoshop yeah. white and put it in front of white. Yeah. There you're gonna. How are you gonna do that? You might as well just remove the card entirely. You're gonna have to have some black around it for even to look like true, a card. True, but it was so bitty. It was bitty. Don't, don't diss them. There was no lines because they had no choice. True. True. What made you go into comedy? What was the reason that? I just wanted to get the opportunity to do. Like, I, I always wanted to sit in a room where there was, like, loads of photos of women's cleavage. This is where we're sat now, just in case and you're wondering. then there was lots of books about Oscar Wilde and Leslie Halliwell and things thing like is, that. The thing is, though, when you first I've, met us... I've achieved it. When you, you first met us, we already had access to this room, so you yeah. could have right. just asked us well, to I've, bring you up here. I could have skipped a Save. few stages. Yeah. yeah. Um, the story that I tell people, right, mm-hmm. the, the, the official moment was when I I haven't actually told anyone this I handed in a piece of work on a creative writing course and the guy said it's all dialogue and I said yeah and he said why haven't you written any description I said I don't like description and he said what sort of writer are you going to be then and then I thought right I'm not going to do writing anymore I'm going to do I'll do comedy instead I'll go on a comedy course and so I did that as a little hobby 
instead. And this is what sort of writer I am, mate. I'm, I'm the sort of writer that can pull 20 people on a Thursday night in Hitchin. Which, believe me, in Hitchin. Suck it, Yeah. And this guy, I don't even know, I can't even remember his name. But yeah. Where is he now? And he's where playing he now? next month's Mostly Comedy, and yeah. we sold out. Yeah, so. he's, 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 isn't that guy's name? <laughs> it's Lee Mack. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How early on into your stand-up career did you start using the projector? Um... Was it at our gig? No, it wasn't at your gig. You <laughs> oh, I was hoping that would be yeah. the story. That would be a good story for us. I did when, I, I suppose it was two or three years. Right. When I was at your, the first time I did your gig, I was using the flip chart. Flip chart yeah. I remember you telling us off for not telling you that we had a projector on that first yeah. gig. Oh, right. So you I probably were just, doing it. I think I was just moving into it. Yeah. And um, I, I had all those photos on a laptop and I can remember going down to a gig and I was going to stand there with the laptop and see if I could just press forward. Mm. And then um, that gig got cancelled. So I put it off for another year. Right. It's very foolish. Because <laughs> I would have been a year ahead of myself. But yeah. And then I suppose it was two or three years. And, and then I think it was... I can't really remember what was going on. But I just thought I think... I. Th- thought I was going to give it all up I, I was fed up and mm. I just threw everything onto a powerpoint and took that down because I just thought fuck this I'm gonna I'm just gonna go through these slides and I can't be bothered and everyone was like oh that's really original mm. so I was like oh, okay mm. we'll do it that way then and now I regret it every day of my life yeah really? we do as well <laughs> is it like a rod for your own back then, it's is a it? rod for my own back mm. it's, it's not really it's good to focus on uh, on one thing and be able mm. to do that thing to, to some sort of level of expertise, but it does just when you're turning up at gigs at five o'clock in the afternoon so you can set everything up, that's mm. a pain in the arse. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. we've found with our stuff, we've been described as good researchers because people don't sometimes don't see the work and the writing that goes into yeah. something that you present. Because, yeah. particularly with yours, you do a lot of editing of yeah. video. I don't get stuff. called a good No, I mean, no, you're, you're best nominee. Say, we're, we're, we're good researchers. I didn't yeah. say that, but I, it's, <laughs> you thought it. It's. I thought it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, why mm. they Why they call you good researchers? Well, we, you're clearly not good researchers. No. I mean, you've been doing the same Star Trek routine for yeah five years. We're actually doing that tonight. So. You're doing that tonight. Yeah. So twice. Twice. You so. haven't done any more research since <laughs> no, ever. No. So you know you're very lay, very slow <laughs> research. We've had other got, things to do. But have you, have you got broadband or is it just dial up? It's where, dial up. Yeah, dial right. up I'm dial just up. one connection. Well, fair enough. You know, fair enough. Yeah. We still save stuff on audio tape. We do, yes. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. I think people can be dicks about that. I get um, tweets saying, it was good, but you might as well have stayed at home and watched YouTube. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, you, you could have stayed at home and watched YouTube and you would have watched the videos that I showed and you wouldn't have laughed no. because the, the videos I use aren't inherently funny. Mm. That is cheating. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've got something tonight on the BMP. And if you go and watch the BMP Cookery Show, it is a very boring half an hour mm. unless you are sitting on top of it and riding it like a motherfucker Which is for every single funny thing. Mm. You're not going to watch it and laugh. Yeah. But when I show it to you, you are going to watch it and laugh. Is that a threat? Or? It's, a th- it's, it's a boast, isn't it? It's a boast, <laughs> let's face it. Yeah. But I, I hope, you know, I mean, some people do, some people don't. 
still gutted about this button, boys. I'm it's sorry. Right. Mm. Bit, I really think you should have mentioned the name because you might have got... For saying that, though, 20 people come to see it. We've got even less people listening to our podcast, True. so it's quite unlikely. <laughs> how many people, how someone many works for that will company. What we get? I don't. I don't know for sure. We don't. We've never seen the Good. statistics. Right. So, so, so you described yourselves approximately three minutes ago as what? Good researchers. How many listens will your podcast get? Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, okay. We haven't ever okay. looked at the stats. No, we've, we've. I've looked at them, but there's always said not enough <laughs> reviews <laughs> to, to yeah. justify. But it probably means there's not many people. But we do have some it. good people. Phil we Jesus, do. Yeah. yeah. So one and, day someone will hear them. And yeah. When we're dead, yeah. we decided we're the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern comedy. Well, you so don't. Yeah. To come. I've never seen you tweet a link to your podcast. I didn't know you had a podcast. We did. Do, do do You've asked it. me to record for the podcast in the past. Yeah. Mm. But we didn't do it, did we? No, we didn't do no, it. So I think it was because I was. Not here? My father in law had a fall. Yes. Somebody tweeted at me, Where the fuck are you? Really? I've come all the way from Luton to see this. Right. What the fuck's going on? And I tweeted back at him. I'm very sorry, but unfortunately, my father-in-law had a fall. I would have liked to have come. <laughs> and then he was, I think he realised then. But I think that's that's good, isn't mm. it, when people mm. are... It's good that somebody did travel from Luton to see me. Yeah. yeah. It's good that he was passionate. Yeah. Mm. And it's good that he thought that I would just blow out your gig for no reason. Yeah. Especially one that is going to have lots of tickets sold. Because Richard Herring's on, and yeah. there's nothing I like better than going to see Richard Herring. Still, never mind. I'm on with Ed Gamble tonight. It'll be, yeah. okay. It'll be good. It'll be right. good. It'll be and nice. some people may be coming tonight thinking Stuart Lee's on because we had to move him to September. No, so. they're not. No, they're not. No, they won't. No, not. And if they are, they'll be angry, won't they, when they <laughs> yeah. see that it's not him? Who's, that that heckler who's supporting him in September, guys? Us. Us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. technically, because we're on second, we're like. Headlines due, yeah. due to an admin he's, error. Yeah, he's, uh, he's supporting us. Because yeah. I thought that he was doing this gig like when when you booked me in. I told my um my mother-in-law. Oh, oh really? I think I'm going to be supporting Stuart Lee. And right. She was like, I love Stuart Lee. I was going to bring her down and everything. Well, if she doesn't listen to this podcast, then you can still tell her that. Yeah, if you want, we could edit a special version. Yeah. Well, we I can sh- make we can make him say stuff about you when he comes but in. But then she'd want to know why I didn't bring her down. Right. So uh, it's yeah, fraught she, with awkwardness. Yeah. She wanted to come and she really wanted to see Stuart Lee. Well, I mean, she, I could say she'd come next time, but we are sold out, so... But tonight, she could still... She can keep probably. an eye on returns. We might get some returns. Yeah, we might get some returns. <laughs> and on that note, we well, I think we'll end there. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. No worries. You're very welcome. And you're welcome, for, you're welcome. And if you ever need any research... If I we can do it for you. Yeah, if we okay. want, want some research... Don't ask us, because no. evidently we don't If do I it. ever need... I, I am planning to go on holiday in about seven years' time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> If you could find somewhere for under forty pounds, brilliant. We'll do yeah, this. we'll do it. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. For, thank you for coming. Oh, actually, singing this, we're gonna to have to pay PRS. I think we might have yeah. to now. Yeah. Sorry. To, where was it? Where was it again? Uh, Fine Young Cannibals, Mister Fine Young Cannibal. It's quite a good way. It's like the acceptable side of cannibalism, isn't it? Fine Young, young Cannibals. Yeah. Well, I don't know about young. That sounds a bit sore. Peter Phillip. Anyway, so that was David Trent there. Yes. Uh, he obviously previewed his show tonight at Mostly Comedy and it was great. It was really good. And mm-hmm. it's nice to have him back. We've not had him here for about a year, I think. Uh, Something like that. No, it was. About this time last year, he previewed yeah. a show. Um, not successful because he had a, a quite a serious, heck, a serious heckler. I don't know what a serious heckler is. As opposed is. to a sort of Long, jolly one. Jolly one. Yeah. But yeah, he was, it was a heckler who just persisted and wouldn't shut up. Yeah, because he was pissed, basically. Yeah. Uh, by which I mean the heckler and not David Trent. David mm. Trent, as far as I'm aware, doesn't have a problem with alcohol. No. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, that was tonight's More Than Most Comedy podcast. Um, the thing of note is that I get married next week. That's a very important So thing. next time we record a podcast... You'll be a married man. Yeah, I'll have a ring weighing down my finger. Yeah. And maybe less funny. You will be less funny. It changes everything. It does Marriage change everything. Marriage changes everything. Your accent. Yeah. And your, um, yeah like the pitch of your voice. Yeah, does it? Yeah. Uh, eye colour. Apparently color, it yeah. changes. Um, you get greyer. Your, your hand of choice. That changes. Does it? Yeah, apparently so. Mm. Your feet, you know how you know you obviously have the big toes on the inside and the toes sort of go outwards yeah. and a bit lower. That swaps. Yep. Um, yeah. You should know this, don't you? Well, no, that that that, that is sort of happening at the moment. Oh, is so, it? Yeah. And so how long have you been married now? Thing. It's uh, been... Uh, I'm going to get this wrong now. I think it's... Uh, it will be... <laughs> should we cut in with a really sudden we'll, right we'll answer? cut in with the right answer so it won't look like I've at all yeah. thought about this. 2011, I got married. So you could look up your own. Oh, I say you could look up your own Wikipedia page. You haven't got one of you. So uh, three years this year. Three years, brilliant. Well done. Three well, years this year. And that wasn't an edit. That was in real time. Yeah. Uh, also, what else does it change? It changes your sex. Yeah. Which yeah. is not uh, not uh, you know I'm not being clever there. I just mean you've changed from man to a woman. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Uh, and it changes um, everything. Changes, but you. But you, yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be um, good. It's going to yeah. be good. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, with a bit of luck, I might also be divorced in time for the next podcast. So I'll, I'll try and right. get it out of the way. Really. You've got a month because we're not on in August. So yeah, but also, got... can you, I mean, you can annul a wedding, but I don't think you can divorce that quickly, can you? Isn't it annul an American thing? Or is that an English? No, thing? I think it's where you very like in within days of it, you can. Try. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I don't really know. I've not done it before. Is it like a sort of under warranty thing? So I think if you, so. If you yeah. do it kind of within a year, which is a bit like I bought some uh, new headphones the other day, like little in-ear ones. Yeah. Uh, from Electronic Universe, which is a shop in Hitchin, <laughs> which uh, the name sounds a lot more exciting than it really is. It's not a universe of electronics. No, it's a lie. In fact, it's got two names. It's called Kitecha and Electronic Universe. And it used to be called Tandy. Did it? Was it a Tandy? That's it a, a proper It was a Tandy shop. Originally, oh, some people really? still call it Tandy. Yeah. Do they? Some people. I can't tell you who these people are, but <laughs> I know for a fact. There's definitely call it more Tandy. than one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I bought these headphones and they've got a warranty with them. Yeah. 90 days. 90 days? That's nothing, is it? What's Three that? months. Three months. Three months. That's like, that's pathetic. Yeah. You know, I could buy a banana, that probably wouldn't last 90 days. But <laughs> yeah, so, don't, why was I telling you that? Why Maybe? would you even bother? So, you, a warranty. So you basically, you you get married, you have a, like a year warranty. Oh, yeah. Uh, within which you can get yeah, I go into Electronic Universe. Yeah, and I have a 90 day warranty, basically. So if, if my wife is faulty or um, substandard. Yeah. Subpar, I can ta- I can take it back. That's good to know. And swap it for another one. Yeah. Uh, with another ninety day warranty, and it just sort of rolls like yeah, that. So yeah, hopefully that'll all work out well. Um, obviously, it's going to be a bit like the sort of Yoko Ono situation. Once she's married, she's going to be sitting in on everything we do. So the next podcast we do, there'll be a sort of every so often she'll just chirp in. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's going to happen. Then we're going to split up, and you're going to move to a farm in Scotland. Yeah. And I'm going to get shot. So that's what's going to happen. Look, Look forward, forward to, to that. that. That'd, be, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Ten, years, ten years from now, it should be, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, next month, uh, well, we're not here next month, if you listen to this in uh, actual time, but we're back in September 2014 with Stuart Lee. Yes, um, and so, us. So and are us we going to interview well? ourselves? Because that month, we've got Stuart Lee. I think Stuart, Stuart Lee. Lee's going to interview us. Is he? That's what I've going to swap over. Yeah, and the good thing is, uh, he, he's going on first because he needs to nip off. So we're on second. So basically, we're, we're headlining, but just purely... I think I said this in David Trent's interview, did, purely, yeah. Yeah, purely just due to an administration error. Yes. Uh, so we don't like to pressure ourselves. You know, possibly, you know, the industry's the comedian's comedian who's sort of, you know, won BAFTAs and Olivier Award. Yeah. And then us who are uh, best North Arts finalist and student, student of the year. year. And that's about it. We did get a two-star review, though, once in, uh, what was it in? I can't remember what it was now. The List or something. Yeah, but I like to did. take that to mean that we're just two stars. We're yeah, two we are. 
superstars. To, you know, you, you look at it as one one for each of us, and that's all you need. Really. That's what you need in life. Yeah. Um, and stars are pretty big as well. They are. They're, you know, they're very big. I mean, yeah. you could fit one in, you know, like a, I don't know, a exactly. people carrier. Um, listen to our other podcasts. There's lots of them, as we say every time. We've got Phil Jupiter, Phil Kay, uh, Richard Herring, Sean Hughes. Sean Hughes. We always say the same name. We say the same name. Norman Lover. You always, you always step in with Sean Hughes. Yeah. So that's your one. It's always one I remember. Um, uh, Hattie Hayridge, Jay Foreman, Kevin Eldon. We won't list them all. Whit Tank, yeah. There's a new uh, one there. I threw that one in, didn't I? That's good. Yeah, you've never said that one before. No. I feel a little bit uh, disturbed by that. So do listen to them. Uh, also follow us on Twitter at doggitfgrave. Uh, follow Glynn as Wait well. a minute. Hang on. Can I just check? Ooh. So there's no and in there. No. So it's just dog it F Have you ever been on our Twitter account? No, I haven't. <laughs> I better stop. I can carry on posting all that abuse. Yeah, no, it's at dog F Grave. Excellent. As it's I think is also the case if you go on our Facebook page. See, maybe this is the reason why we haven't got many followers. People are always trying to search dog it and F Grave, not finding it, and that's why we don't have anyone. You keep telling yourself that, Glenn. I, I don't think that's the reason. Dog it uh, at dog it F Grave. At Glenn Doggett as well, if you want to see what he's up to. See what I'm up to. What he's up to. <laughs> and at David underscore F Grave. Uh, David's Andrew. a bit special he's got an underscore yeah it's just to make a real feature of my two names mm. it's my middle name underscore have you got a tick to say you're officially that person no but I can verify that I am okay um, what I do is if anyone wants to see it I, I scan my birth certificate that's good them. to know uh, yeah uh, by which I mean I just read it very quickly and then read it out uh, anyway yeah do listen to the podcast do follow us on Twitter do come to Mostly Comedy do all those things come and see us in London as well we run at Leicester Square Theatre you forgot I, about that didn't yeah, you yeah you forgot, I forgot about that I'm a fucking idiot and that's possibly the only swear in this podcast so we might as well end there why not uh, hopefully have you back listen to us very soon bye bye